The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Night gathers and now my watch begins. Welcome to the Throne Room, the unofficial Game of Thrones podcast, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, April 24th, 2019, and I am your host, Brittany Garcia, Lord Commander of this particular Night's Watch. During this podcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the HBO series Game of Thrones. Please welcome my co-host, Aura Careño. Hello, everybody. Priscilla Rocha. Hey, everybody. And Vanetta Berry. Hey, everyone. Let's jump into our recap of Season 8, Episode 2, which was titled A Night of the Seven Kingdoms and aired April 21st, 2019. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Jamie reveals Cersei's deception to the Targaryen Stark alliance, and despite da- Daenerys and Sansa's mistrust, they join their forces after Brienne vouches for him. Jamie later apologizes to Bran for crippling him, with Bran saying he's not angry and that they are no longer the same people. Tyrion loses Daenerys' favor for having trusted Cersei, prompting Jorah to ask her to forgive his mistakes. Danny fails to gain Sansa's trust through their mutual love for Jon after refusing to give any assurances about the North's fate. Theon, Ed, Tormund, and Beric arrive at Winterfell, with the latter three reporting House, House Umber's fall. Bran proposes that he lure out the Night King, who intends to destroy the Three-Eyed Raven. His plan is reluctantly accepted, with Theon and the Ironborn offering their protection. Gendry finishes a special weapon for Arya, who then seduces him. Tyrion, Jaime, Davos, Brienne, Podrick, and Tormund share a drink, during which Jaime formally knights Brienne. Jorah fails to dissuade Lyanna Mormont from fighting and receives House Tarly's ancestral sword as a gift from Sam. As the army of the dead approaches, Daenerys finds Jon at Lyanna Stark's tomb and learns about the Targaryen lineage and claim to the Iron Throne. Whew, that was a lot to say. That was one heck of an official synopsis there. All right, guys. That being said, what was everyone's initial reaction? Excuse me, reaction to this episode. And let's start with you, Aura. I had mixed mixed feelings about this um, episode when I watched it for the first time. Well, when it started, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, how are we gonna wait a whole episode?" Before the battle begins. Because I already knew the battle was going to be episode 3. So I was just like, I just want things to get started now. Like, I I don't know if I can keep doing this anymore. (laughs) Of like, 
people coming together and stuff. But um, I don't know. The more I thought about it, well, I, I ended up really enjoying the episode. I cried so much, you guys. <laughs> like, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, and then I talked, like, the more I talked about it, the more I realized, like, oh, this might just be the last candid episode <laughs> that we ever get of Game of Thrones. So it grew on me, and I really, like, I rewatched it, and I, like, like it way better now. I have to say that I also had a lot of teary eyes uh, in this episode. Me and my sister were, um, just kept, like, smacking each other when something exciting was happening, and then we were both, like, sniffling when something sad or, like, ha- also happy was happening. So I'm with you, Outer. Do not be ashamed. And we really do need to take in um, everything that's happening since we only have, you know, this season left and, what, like, four more episodes? Like, it's okay to cry and it's okay to take it in. And I'm so glad that we have these podcasts so we can even talk about it more for since, you know, sometimes other people or our other friends or family members don't watch the show. They don't know how passionate we are and we can just be here and talk about that. So I hope that that's... Um, that will help you ease your shame and embarrassment for from crying because we shouldn't feel that. We should all just be enjoying the episode and oh, crying that was together. Oh, so nice. What the heck? I'm just saying, I feel you. Like, I mean, I, that's, this is why I'm picky with my TV shows. You know, you choose something that you, you enjoy, you connect with, and that you're passionate about, whether it's either you hate it or you love it. Um, and this is one of those shows, like, even though it's had its ups and downs, for the most part, it's been very good and we are in like definitely uncharted territory here like we know people like i know i'm talking already ahead of time we know we're gonna lose some people and i think that's what this episode was really about so it's okay that you cry because i cried too i'm with you there so that being said vanetta how did you feel about this episode um i loved it i love this episode um so i had the pleasure of Normally I watch the episodes on my laptop because nobody else in the house watches uh, the show. But last week I got to watch it on the big screen because I was in a hotel room and I was constantly texting my partner, oh my god, this, oh my god, that. And um, when Theon arrived, I was boohooing I like had like buckets of tears and that like reunion with Sansa was just like so it hit me harder than I expected it to hit me and then um like I was laughing out loud like I've been posting Tormund memes all day today just like (laughs) laughing my butt off because Tormund is like the bomb and so just I really enjoyed it because as Aura said, this is probably going to be our last episode of, like, candid, funny, just human stuff because the non-humans are coming and they're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of drama and, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that will die. We know this. So it was really touching and really nice to see. And um, the... Yeah, the whole episode just hit me really hard, and I did not rewatch it, but I just, just have been, um, 
just really enjoying the joy of it. Because, like, you know, the first episode was a lot of reunions. The second episode was just a lot more of those, like, I'm sorry? I was saying closure a little bit. Yes, a lot of closure. A lot of people going, like, we may not, we may not survive tomorrow. Let's, let's get this out of the way. Let's, let's talk this out. Let's, whatever. And then the Brienne, the Brienne scene was amazing. And I cried. And I was just like, it was just all of it. It was just great. So I love this episode. All right. That's three criers um, so far. (laughs) (laughs) So Priscilla, are you going to be our fourth crier? How did you feel about this episode? (laughs) I'm not usually one to cry during episodes. So like I didn't cry. But did you get the feels? But I got the feels. Like I, I watched the episode and I was just kind of like, Oh my god, this is such a beautiful moment. Oh my god, Brienne. Oh my god, Theon. Oh my god. Like and then and then like you'd see scenes with like Bran and you'd just be like, "Oh my god, you little bastard. What are you doing? Why are you staring so much?" Like you just see scenes with Arya and you'd be like kind of conflicted cuz you're like I've I've seen you since you were a kid. And now you're you, you're all grown up and, and doing grown up things. And, <laughs> oh my god! That's one way to put it. <laughs> She's become a woman. I'm just exactly. Kidding, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. A woman but, grown. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was it was a a, a it a left me shook Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot to take in this episode, but I liked it a lot. It was a great episode. Whew, all right, I can keep going here because you, because you know about this episode. But before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Game of Thrones, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. 
If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. All right. So usually I break this up by, like, sections of where we are, the locations, like King's Landing, Winterfell, the wall. But, like, we ain't got none of that. We just got Winterfell, which I think I'm totally okay with. I didn't need any Cersei in this episode. I didn't need anything else but what we got with the reunion. Okay, I can't even say reunions. The only reunions we had in here was kind of, like, pretty much Jamie. But everyone else was, it was about, not the reunions, but making conversations with other people. Like, you know, Sansa, fi- finally Sansa and Daenerys. Um, a little bit more of Gendry and Arya, which I know I cannot wait to talk about that. You know, like, it's just, while episode one was about reunions, episode two was about, like, closure and people coming together. Unlikely alliances. Um, these characters that we've seen since, like, season one, two, or whatever, like, the survivors, they're all here, and they're all fighting for the same cause, and it's just kind of, it's just so amazing, and they've really made all these, uh, these scenes just stand out. Everyone was kind of with who, who they were supposed to be in their last moments, if that makes sense, um, and I just, I just, I can't even, but, like, before I really dive into the episode, I do want to say, if you guys didn't know, um, I follow IGN on um, on Facebook, and I believe before the season started, they posted like a little chart of how long all the episodes were going to be. Um, so they had it all there, and I saw that like you know the first two are going to be like an hour, and then the last couple are going to be like in like eighty minutes, seventy minutes, or whatever. So we're definitely getting longer episodes for probably the battle ones. But I think about last week they updated it, and episode three got twenty two more uh, minutes. So it went from like, I don't know, an hour to like 80 minutes. So we are going to get a really good episode next week. I'm just saying just to hype you all up. Um, But okay. So I want to talk about first Jamie. Not everything with Jamie, but just mostly the beginning. His scene with the Starks and the Targaryens. His reunion with Bran. Uh, a little bit of his scenes with Brienne, not the big, uh, not the big uh, knighting scene yet. We're gonna talk about that later. Um, but let's talk about Jamie and what it meant for him to be there in Winterfell. Like the ending left us shookest, at, like from episode one, in parallel to the very first episode of Game of Thrones, where he's looking at Bran and you know, it just, it's just, oh my god. But here he is standing in front of everybody. Danny's talking. She is the queen, and. Um, He's telling them about Cersei's deception, and it's like, do we, should we believe him? I don't know. And then Brienne vouches for him, and it's just, wow. So, um, I know Priscilla, you're not the Jamie lover here. I know that uh, you still kind of like raw with him, but he was kind of the star of this episode. How did you feel about that opening scene with him and with Brienne vouching for him? Man, I loved the fact that he like took charge of the of the fact that he did what he did like he, yeah he what he wasn't like i'm sorry like for what i did like he's like no if i did this and i would do it all over again in a heartbeat like this was war this is what we were doing and i'm here because i want to survive 
and 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 I swear that I'm here for the good of all people and I hope that you guys can just take this and and accept me here with you guys and like Daenerys is like the only one who's just kind of like no I want to kill this fucker and Sansa's like I don't trust you because I don't trust anyone but as soon as Brienne stepped up to her she's like well if Brienne says it's okay well I'm going to say it's okay and John who's sleeping on the job who's just like not (laughs) fucking paying attention to the conversation he's like what what you're you're asking for me at my advice okay whatever like we just need every man we can get sure he can stay (laughs) He, 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 he just wasn't paying attention at all to any of this nonsense he had other big things on his mind, let's be real. Yeah. Like but the he... fact that he's having sex with his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> aunt, actually. So, yeah, with his aunt, with yeah. Aunt. Yeah, it's a... That's not even mentioned in the whole thing. <laughs> I don't care. I still ship it. I ship incest. Let me have this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame here. There will be no shame in this podcast. I'm the Lord Commander and I allow the incest to happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I will say this, even though John was sleeping on the job and, you know, he had every reason to, like, have his mind off somewhere, um, I love that he also, like, trusts Sansa. And because Sansa was like, you know, I trust Brienne, so I'm going to let this happen. John's kind of like, okay, that makes sense. And also we need more men. So, like, I still love that that Stark sibling thing is still there. Like, we need that. I, I need Sansa and John to have each other's backs. Like, even though Sansa's really critical, which she has every right to be, I want them to be a strong front. We just need Daenerys to get off her high horse, which we will get into a little bit later. Um, and also Bran in that in that moment where, you know, everything's going on, he's like, the things we do for love. And I was like, Bran, you are, oh. you are just, you're just <laughs> exposing everybody. Like, and they don't even know it. Only the people that did something are like shooketh. Like he's, you know, like I, <laughs> Jamie's expressions this entire episode were a freaking mood. But anything with Bran, you know, he was just like, oh fuck, like you know, like he was just like, this boy is gonna rat me out. But he doesn't. That's the only thing he says, and it's just I like that that those little moments kind of show you that Bran isn't you know Bran Stark anymore that he's something else like he knows things that we don't so that's why I'm kind of glad that he doesn't really have to explain himself that he's like a weirdo tree or half a tree or whatever everyone's just kind of like okay you said these things or you know things that nobody else supposed to know so we trust you so I I just I like all that we don't need not that we don't need to know but it's kind of like we don't have time and so he's picking and choosing his words wisely and I really like that so then Jamie finally has his one-on-one moment with, with Bran, and he's kind of like, you know, why didn't you wrap me out, and, um, you know, aren't you angry at me, or whatever, and this is where, like, Bran kind of tells him, you know, like, I'm not angry at you, which, you know, it makes sense, like, I'm not saying that Jamie, it's a good thing Jamie pushed him out there, because then we wouldn't have the Bran we have now, it's just that this was part of the plan, and it happened, but also he doesn't really feel anything anymore, so he's not angry. He's just kind of like, I'm here to do my job, and we're and I. But I love that he says, you know, we're different people now, and I really love that because that is Jamie's story. Um, and I was just like, yes, yes, I love all of this. Does um, does anyone have anything to say about the the Jamie and Bran stuff? 
just that it's fucking creepy that at the end he's just kind of like what makes you think you're gonna survive. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, wait, do you, was... wait, wait, no, do you guys think that, I'm sorry, do you think Bran knows who's gonna die already? I, I know he knows. But I think that what was really funny was like he said, what makes you think any of us are going to survive? He didn't, he wasn't like, oh, Jamie, you're not going to survive. It was just like, what makes you think any of us are going to survive? Like, this is a really hard thing. And, and I think that that was a really poignant thing for him to point out because it's literally death coming for everybody. Literally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God, I forgot about what, that. What if the end of the show is just like, it's just Bran. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everyone else is dead. Why, Bran? Like, of all people, I would want to be, like, stuck with Bran at the end. That would be crazy. I, I, can't, I, would, I would cry. I can't even with Bran, honestly. I thought it was, like, I thought it was a really cool scene. Like, that whole opening uh, scene was... I really liked it because it kind of reminded me of a Little Fingers <laughs> trial, like, thing. Like, uh, whatever they had last season. And, like, I knew he wasn't going to die, obviously. Like, I feel like Jamie... I am, I am a very strong believer that Jamie is going to kill Cersei. So, I was... 100% sure that he wasn't gonna die like they weren't gonna kill him right there but I love that Brienne just like came in and he she like stepped up for him and like she recalled all like the crap that they went through together and that she actually pointed pointed uh wait yeah pointed out is that how you say it <laughs> but she told Sansa that um you know, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Because he's the reason why I was able to come to you, you know? Mm -hmm. I thought that was just... I don't know. It was a very cute scene. I shipped them so hard. <laughs> so, I love them. Every, like, every time they're together, I'm like... Ugh. Oh my god, why aren't you here with me? Like, you would be fangirling with me and my sister. Because that's all we did with anything Jamie and Brianna in this episode. So, like, the fact that it happened at the very beginning of this episode, I was like, oh, my God, Cassie! Oh, my God, my, my sister's name is Cassie! And I was just, like, freaking out. Like, I just, I I don't know what it is. I just, I love their scenes together. I love the chemistry. I and I love, I love their development. It is, it is so, it is so great. And the way Jamie is portrayed in this episode, which I know we want to talk a little bit more about the Brianna and Jamie stuff. I'm going to get into that just a little bit later. But, um... I just love all of that. And that's uh -huh. why I think this episode was just so good. I know, um, because of that. Like we had, I felt like we had so many good, like, Brienne and Jamie moments. I loved it. The moment she stood up to, like, go talk, I was, like, jumping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did, like, yes, yes. I was, uh, I was hoping someone would, because I, I know... I think I think for me in that scene because Danny is like you know you killed my father and stuff and blah blah and like I I can understand that but I feel like she still didn't really know her dad anyway so I His I feel dad like it's was more, also like crazy so. yeah like well he got crazy so I get that but he he still like just descended into like a really hateful malice like madness and like I don't know why she's so hell bent on that. 
you know, but I also I also love too that this is one of the things I actually like about like redemptive arcs with characters that like really need it with villains. Like the villain doesn't really try to explain themselves and what happened. They just kind of take all the 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 the, the rumors and the blame without really telling their side. Like when Jamie tells Brienne in season three about what happened that actual day versus what Ned Stark saw when he walked into the room, like it changes your perspective yeah. on who Jamie is and why he did what he did. Um, and nobody even knows that except I would say probably Brian because he's probably seen it and, you know, Brianne because he told her. So I just love all of that. And I just love how the whole scene like transitioned to them accepting him in. And I really love too that Tyrion, like he wants to help his brother, but Danny is just so mad at him. And I'm going to get into that right now. But does anyone have anything to say about the, that opening scene before I move on to um, something a little more spicy? Um, I hope you guys was, know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. I was just going to mention that, because uh, you guys mentioned before that he, he like didn't apologize for like the things that he had done because you know, all those things that he did, he did for his family and they were at war. So like, it's not like he had a choice, like that was his family, but he did apologize to Bran for what he did to him because that was a dick move, <laughs> you know? So I thought, I just thought that was like really important for him to like address that, like as a character that like, he's not like, there are some things that he did because of duty, but like, you know, what he did to Bren was, like, inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm never going to be over that. And just, I mean, he owned up to his stuff, so, I mean, you can't get too mad with him about that. But you can still be mad at what he did. Um, but I still love that Bran says, you know, we're not the same people that we were. So, like, that just, that's some nice closure here. And I want to, I am going to get talk about closure. I know I've been saying closure a lot, but there's a reason why I'm saying that. And I'm going to get to that at the end of the episode. But, um, let's move on to something a little more spicy. And by spicy, I mean sexy. So we talked about this last week. Okay. We got the, we got the Gendry and Arya like reunion, you know, and it was, there's a little bit of flirtation. There's a little bit of looks. And while you could think that it's more playful and platonic, I, I know chemistry when I see it, okay? I like my ships, you know, just, I, I just, I see, I have shipper goggles, okay? If I see chemistry, it's there. Um, and the two of them were definitely flirting over weapons. They were just kind of bonding. There was always a connection with them. And might have started platonic because, you know, Arya was very, she was young and so was Gendry. But there was, there's always potential um, for things to blossom over time and, um I don't even know the age difference here. I think Gendry was like, is like Sansa's age versus Arya, which is probably like what three, four years. So like, that's where I think it is. But either way, um, she's kind of bugging him in this episode. Like, do you have my weapon yet? And you know, she's also checking him out. We, that's literally the first thing we see when Arya is looking for him. She's just kind of looking at him like, mm, "You look good." And I'm like, mm-hmm, "Girl, he does." <laughs> you know, like he's there being a blacksmith. Like, and I, I was telling my sister, I was like what is it about blacksmiths? Like, why are they sexy? She's like, I don't know. They're all sweaty and they're, you know, making weapons and you're just kind of like, yeah. And, but a lot of people also were kind of like, you know, Arya doesn't care about that stuff. She doesn't care about, you know, being a princess and falling in love and romance. So some people were kind of thinking that maybe she was asexual or, you know, something like that because she just has a desire to be a knight or to be a warrior. 
um, but not really care about making a romantic connection. Um, but I beg to differ. I was like, I think it's there. It's just in the back of her mind. It's not her priority. So, you know, we get a little bit of that going on. And then she, I, and I just love the scene where she's showing, she's, she's uh, throwing the knives. And Gendry's just like, he's like just so aroused watching her throw the knives and explaining death. And I'm like, why is this just like OTP? Why do you ship this so much? This is so great. And yes, I mean, it's just, it, it just was all really nice lead up to that final scene where he goes to um, Arya and she's practicing her, her archery and she's like, he's like, here, I've got the weapon. And it really is a double, um, what is it? A double edge uh, spear and, um, or a double, I really don't even know how to say that weapon. I'm really bad at that. Double but ended. Double, thank you. There you go. I was like, double edge, double ended. Thank you. Um, and Arya's there, like, just kind of using it a little bit, and he's kind of, like, aroused again, like, damn, this girl, she can kick my ass any day. Um, but they're talking there, and he's like, you know, I, you told me once you wanted me to come to Winterfell, well, here I am. Like, their conversation is just, it's so smooth until Arya starts asking the questions. And I was watching, and I'm like, what is happening here? There's the dim lighting, they're alone, she's asking about his sex life and his partners, and she's also taking off her gloves. And I'm like, what is happening? And I was like, no way, they're not going to put it in fan service, right? Like, I know that there's something there, but no way they're going to do it now. But I was thinking, you know, this episode's all about people coming together and spending their last moments with the people that matter the most or that they want to be with. And it just made sense when everything was just unfolding and he, and she just she just seduces the heck out of him. I don't know if you guys remember this parallel, but when back when um, they were first like hanging out, so I think around season two, um, and he was joking with her about calling her milady and she hated it and she pushed him and he like fell on the ground and he was giggling. She pushed him again and this time he was like, oh, okay, you can push me anytime. It was a great parallel. Um, and the two, you know, they, they sleep together. Um, I was screaming. My sister was screaming. Me too. <laughs> I, I was just, this is amazing. I didn't feel anything. I know people were like feeling awkward and there was like a really weird divide with the fandom, but I didn't feel it because we've grown up with these characters and Arya is not the same. You know, it's been like eight years. So she was like 11. She's 19 now. It's like that we're going to go by that, you know, like, or 17, 18, like she's already, you know, old enough. She can kick some ass. I'm pretty sure she can go and have some great, great sexy times with Gendry. Um, I love, did you notice two things about this? One is that before the episode aired, game um, the Game of Thrones Twitter tweeted out like that she was 18 before the episode aired, just so people like wouldn't know that Arya's 18. Like, it's okay, guys. Like, she, she can have sex. And number two, when it, it when the episode aired, at the time, like, Google had, like, the and the highest metrics, like... Oh, I saw that. Um, <laughs> checking out what the actress's age was. Just, like, they, they people were Googling what the hell Maisie Williams' age was just because, like, they felt really awkward <laughs> watching the scene being like, is this legal? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that. That's great. But also, I did read or I heard that they allowed Macy to kind of tell him what she wanted with that scene. Like, did she wanted to go 
you know, full nude in the front or like what she wanted to show. And we just literally got a little bit, you know, booty and then we got like the side boob and that's all that they showed. And I'm like, that's really tasteful. And that's really, that's really um, awesome that they asked her what she would like. So I was definitely okay with everything. I was just excited about everything. I was like, Lord, yes, I didn't need any more than that. I just needed to see, just, I just needed this to happen. I love it when my ship sail. I'm just saying. I know. Anyone else have, or was anyone here actually uncomfortable with the scene or didn't even see it coming? I want to say that I was very surprised because when you guys started shipping her, shipping them last week, I was just like, okay, I don't, maybe I'm just like completely clueless. And maybe because all the other time, everybody else who I talked to about Game of Thrones is male. And with the penis. And so they don't even... They're not shipping anybody. And so I wasn't really shipping anybody. And I was just like... No, it's just Gendry. That's her best friend. That's her her pal. She missed him. That's like her brother. He like is like Rob, Rob to her. And then like... Y'all shipped it last week. And I was like... That's weird. I, I didn't see that. And then this week I was like... God dang it. I guess they were right. You know... <laughs> it wasn't uncomfortable I was like good for her because I was really like worried about her you know not worried about her but just like I really do wish that that she could have a connection but at the same time you know Sandra had some connections that were really horrible so like I didn't want her to have that type of situation so I was just like oh okay this is cute and I thought it was very I thought it was very tasteful I was not worried about her age or anything, but um, it was very clear, like, it's also very clear that the character of Arya is 17. She is the, she is a little older than Sansa was when Sansa left for the, um, for King's Landing. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it from that standpoint of, like, where Arya's life has taken her because she was like 10 no she was 9 or 10 when they left Winterfell and so in the 8 years since you know she's had this other life I think it's it does kind of bring a full circle-ness to the thing and then she was just like look I need to do this if I'm going to die tomorrow's my last day on earth I'd like to at least have this experience and I mean, you're a good person. You know, like she wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't romantic for her. Even though, yes, she may have had some feels. She didn't make it this big romantic. Oh my gosh, you're like my prince or anything like that. She's just like, look, let's just, let's get this over with. Well, that's what she was doing at the beginning, right? She was checking him out, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like versus like, she was like, "Mm, okay, you will do. Like I found my mate, you will do. (laughs) She was just scouting and, um. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know what you mean by that. And I know Gendry was definitely into it. Um, and if they both survive, it could be something. I, I'm Like I said, it's not a priority. It's not this big romantic story, but there is something there. However, we can interpret the scene where they're both already, like, you know, after the deed's done and she's still awake. You can kind of interpret that as you want. Like, was she, like, disappointed? Was she still thinking about it? Is she 
restless because the battle's coming. Like, there's a lot of things you can, you know, interpret from that last scene of the two of them. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had, like, so many emotions <laughs> during this scene. <laughs> like, when it's the, as soon as she took her gloves off, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is actually happening. And I started, like, just fangirling like crazy. I was by myself, too. Like, I I live with my aunt, but she was away for the weekend. So I was like, and she doesn't watch it anyway. So I was like, okay, like, it's just, like, me. And I was, like, really excited because I, like, don't, like, get to be alone very often. So I was, like, really excited to, like, make myself dinner and, like, watch and, like, it was great, because then I was, like, screaming <laughs> the whole time. I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe this is happening. And, like, and I have, like, heard a lot of people be really uncomfortable with it. Which, like, I kind of get it, but also she's older. <laughs> like You can't be telling me that, you know, kids or teens aren't, you know, already having their own experiences. I just, you know, they just yeah. really tastefully, you know, and we know Arya's really, she's a strong character on her own, and she she wanted this. It was consensual. It was, it was, it was fine. Yeah, and she was, I love that she was in control, like, Arya. Take off your own pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was great. I was like, oh, I'm not the red woman. Take off your own pants. And he was like, okay, ma'am. I just kind of love this. This Dom and Sub thing is just really great. I was just I like, I was digging all that. Give you a shook. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, not even sure what was going on before, like, everything was already happening. But he, like... Kendi was just kind of getting pushed around into this. And he's still, he like, liked okay, it. But sure. he liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um... It was was anyone else was anyone else thinking of like that thing? Because I, I saw it a lot on Tumblr. I'm telling you, like people have been shipping these two, like you know, not when they were younger, but just like that it could be something if they ever if they ever met again. Um, the the very first episode of Game of Thrones when uh, Robert and Ned are in the crypts and they're talking about joining their houses, and Robert's like, "I have a son, you have a daughter. Let's join our houses." At the time, they're talking about Joffrey and Sansa, but you can interpret that as that now as Gendry and Arya. Yeah. Uh, I just hope they both survive, because... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's the scary thing that I do... I I will go in after the next, uh, like, two things that we talk about with the with the episode, um, uh, involving them, you know, sleeping together, like, what that means for their characters. Like, okay, they, they gave us the fan service of people that shipped, you know, Gendry and Arya, so what's left for... Yeah. Them. However, you can't say that they are safe because Gendry literally is the last born of, or the lineage for the Baratheon household, and Arya is a fan favorite. So they potentially are probably the safest so far. I would say. Um, oh man. As as, com- as compared <laughs> there to there is no the safe. Is anyone safe in Game of There is no safe. I think the they're Night safe. King. Seems to be the safest at this point. Okay, that, I think, okay, I think if there is a level of safe, Arya's safe. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Gendry's safe. Oof. Damn, he got some and then he gonna die. No, don't do not do me like this. Don't do me like this, <laughs> David and Ben. Don't do me. No. Okay. Um, 
moving on though, because there's a little, there is some more stuff that happened in this episode. Aside from, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I knew I was gonna just gush all over that because I just, I loved it. Um, let's talk a little bit about Danny and Sansa, and then Danny and Jora. I mean, maybe we don't really have to talk too much about the Jora stuff, but it is, it is pretty important. So, um, Danny and Jora have a little bit of a chat here, and we, they talk a little bit about how. Jorah felt a little, like, betrayed. He was like, it broke my heart that you chose Tyrion, you know, to be your hand. And she's like, I didn't know I was going to see you again. But he's there to defend him. He's like, you know, I know he's messed up a lot, but they weren't, like, I mean, yeah, they were major mess-ups, but they weren't, like, the type that you can never forgive. You know, Tyrion has has had his share of mistakes, but they're... But he owned up to them, and he's very genuine about this. And I think the Cersei one was probably, um, probably the dumbest one. But I saw where he was going with this. Like, Cer- like he knows Cersei, but he, he he also has the ability to get manipulated by her. Um, and she used the pregnancy as as the weapon, you know. And that kind of already that should have already told him, you know, earlier that she's just still the same person. No matter if she has a child or if she wants to live for something like that, she, she's still an awful person. Doesn't matter if she's pregnant or not. She already had three kids and she was still awful. So you know, but he wanted, you know, that's his nephew or niece or whatever. So he wanted something, or he wanted to believe that maybe this time it was different. And Danny's really—I'm not gonna lie, Danny. This season, I haven't been liking her in the in the past two episodes. Although I will say in the Sansa scene, I kind of did until the end, but. Jorah convinces her to forgive Tyrion, which we see later in the, when they're in the table and they're all talking about strategy. And she's like, "You're gonna wait here because you know you are you are the mind that I that I hired. You are my hand, and I need you alive." So she says it in a kind of cold way, but it's meaningful. So there's that conversation that happens, but it kind of also scares me because Jorah has like two scenes in here where you know he's talking to Lyanna and. Um, trying to convince her not to fight but and also here with Danny about how much he cares about her and he'll always be there for her and he's you know defending Tyrion in a job that he wanted or should have so I don't know if Jorah's gonna survive this um there's that and then we get Danny and Sansa and we finally get the one-on-one talk we're like okay when is this gonna happen what's gonna happen it has to happen in this episode um, and the two of them get along for the most part. They're, t- they're bonding a little bit about being women, you know, in a male-dominated world, and they're, they're leading. They have people that have faith in them, and their love for John ultimately. Um, and, you know, they even laugh. She's like, I've only trusted two men, you know, and your brother and someone else. Like, oh, who? Someone taller. Like, that was, that was the cutest, softest scene I have ever seen. I love them. I want them to be best friends. But unfortunately, when Sansa, you know, stands her ground and is like, you know, we took th- we took this place back and we vowed we'd never bow to anyone again. So what what's going to happen to us when this war is over, when these two wars are over? And Danny just, you know, she had her hand on her. They were bonding and she took it off. And it's just that she is like right back there. So. What were your guys' thoughts on these two scenes? You know, I mean, if you don't want to talk about the Jorah one, that's fine. But if you definitely want to talk about the Danny and Sansa, like, go right ahead. Man, Jorah's one is raising up death eggs. Hardcore. I, I feel bad for the guy. Like, the only thing that's making me think that he might survive this battle is the fact that he's got the sword now. 
that sword, that Valyrian steel sword, man, it's powerful. It's going to save him. But um, other than that, the 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 Sansa and Danny scene, I I freaking loved that scene because I love that Sansa still like does not want to like secede like her ground. Like she's like we vowed we vowed that the that the North wouldn't bow to anyone, and you can tell that Sansa's still scarred from like the amount of like strain and suffering that she's been through and she doesn't want to to kneel to to Danny and I don't know like I was talking to my cousin about this and he's like you can kind of see like the whole mad king disease in Danny in her eyes when she flicks her hand away and when she looks at Sansa and like she's like no you're gonna have to bow to me like everybody has to bow to me like this is this is this is how it's gonna have to be. Like I don't know, and it's I I, I don't see good things for Danny there if if she doesn't want to compromise at all. I don't I've see good things. Lot, I've been seeing a lot of people like uh, bring up the Matt Queen like phrase around Danny. Um, this season, and we're only two episodes in, so, like, I'm, like, I haven't been liking Danny this season, like, mm-hmm. at all. Last episode, like, this episode, I liked her a little bit better. Um, I like that she, like, tried to make peace with Sansa, even though, like, it was so, like, it was all... I, wa- I don't want to say fake, I just want to say that she had a goal going in, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be friends with this person. It was like, oh, I'm going to win this person over because otherwise the North is not going <laughs> to, he's not going to like me kind of thing. And I am like totally with uh, you, Priscilla. I also loved that scene. It was, I love the way that it just unfolded because like the <laughs> I didn't buy it for a minute that, like, Sansa was, like, so nice to her, like, from the start. And, like, they did, they do share, like, a lot of things in common. And, like, I like that they had that conversation. But I was like, oh, no, like, this is not, like, I don't believe for a second that these two are going to be friends this easily. <laughs> like, uh, especially because of Sansa and because she's become so strong. And I'm, like, so proud of her. And I love Sansa this season so far. So I just, I really love that she just stood her ground and was like, what about the North? <laughs> and Danny was like, like her face completely changed. And I'm just really excited to see like where Danny, like Danny's, I don't know, whole <laughs> situation goes from here. Because I don't think things are looking very good for her. I... I want to say that Danny's behavior this season is no different than Danny's behavior in other seasons. This isn't, um, she has constantly struggled with this understanding that in order to be the queen that she wants to be, that there are compromises that she has to make. And we have to also understand that Donnie and Sandra are about the same age. Um, they've had some horrible traumas happening in their lives. 
the difference is Sansa had um she had a lot of female presence around her, like leadership presence, even if she didn't acknowledge it. So she had um what was Marjorie's grandmother's name? Olena. Yes, she had a Lady Olena, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, she was a mentor to Sansa, even if Sansa didn't want that type of mentoring at the time. She learned a lot from Lady Olena, and she got a lot more of, like, how to play the game. And then she learned how to play the game from Littlefinger, and she le- she learned all these different ways to play the game. But she also learned, like, her value as a Stark as the Lady of Winterfell, what that means. And so she's very strong in her position. Whereas Danny is Danny hasn't had a lot of female leadership around her. And she's had a lot of male energies around her. And what that has done to her is made her very, very aggressive in her tactics. Which is helpful in some respects. It's helpful because she was able to do a lot of conquering. And then she was able to, you know, you know, take over Marine and take over all these different spaces and, and hold her own as a Khaleesi and all these different things. But she doesn't need those skills right now. She needs the skills that Sansa has. And she, she doesn't even realize that she needs those skills. And so... I don't think it's a matter of Danny's just being a bitch. She just really doesn't understand the game that she's in now, which is different than the game she was in before. It's different than what she needs to deal with dealing with um, Cersei or anybody else, because this part of the game, you know, she's just admitted that she loves Sansa's brother. We both love John. That's really awesome. Okay, that's that's great. But in the end, Sansa's very, very clear. In the end, we still need to make sure that Winterfell and the North is free. We're not gonna we're not taking this. This is this is not something that is negotiable for us. Danny doesn't realize that like that's still a big deal for them. And that's your sister in law. You that's part of the game. You still have to play the game. It's not you can't just like make everybody bend the knee and just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, if you don't off with your head, because like that has other repercussions within your relationship. And so I think Danny's just not hasn't had that maturity that Sansa's had to have to grow into playing this game. And, you know, the name of the show is Game of Thrones. So we really have to, I really like that this is where her character is right now because they're all still growing. I mean, they're all like babies. They're like 21 years old. Talking about running the whole world. So that's my thought on it. That was beautiful. I loved all of that. You can, you know what? I give, I surrender this mod to you. You are the this. <laughs> you can have my job here because that was amazing, um, and I totally agree with you. I think the only thing is like, Danny does have Masande, but Masande is like more of her best friend mm-hmm. than you know, 
somebody that she can learn. Well, they can learn together. They, they've had their moments, and they've really trusted each other, and they've had a really nice friendship. And that's kind of like what I would like to see with Sansa. But I, like, like you said, I want them to learn from each other. Yes. And so, and Sansa can pick up on a lot of stuff. Like that's why I love that one of the first thing Arya, one of the first things that Arya tells John is like, you know, she's the smartest person I know. Uh-huh. Like. You you gotta give credit where credit's due, and I love it because God Sansa got so much shit for years, and I always knew my baby girl was gonna like rise up. I've liked her, even though in the first like three episodes or four episodes she annoyed me, but like I didn't hate her. And then you know I grew to love her so much because she got she had to fight with like the tools that she was given, and I just find that so much more captivating than you know actually learning how to fight although i love that too because believe me in real life i would love to fight that'd be great but i hope that danny and her can come to can can come to some i don't know compromise or something and but i don't know man we only got four episodes left i don't know if we're gonna get that but we we shall see where it leads i don't know maybe their love for john really will bring them together i don't know um, but there's a lot of unfinished business. While we had some closure and some talks in this episode, it didn't resolve everything. And maybe those are the characters we need to look at on, like, you know, who we think is going to survive and who we think isn't. Um, and definitely Danny and Sansa need to continue that conversation. So I think for now we can say that they're safe, at least for next week's episode. Um, anyone else have anything to say before we jump into, like, the really nice, well, not the really, yeah, no, the really nice stuff that happens. As well. Oh. All right, that. Okay, so let's talk about the fun stuff before we get to the big reveal of Danny and John. Um, we get um, Ed Tormund coming back from you know their walk from the Umbers Castle, and they tell John everything. What a cute reunion! I, if you guys noticed, it was just John like walking to Ed to give him a hug, and Tormund just just comes out of nowhere and just tackle hugs him, and he's like my little crow. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I ship them. I ship everybody. They're just so cute. I just love their friendship. It's just, it is so great. Um, And not only them, but Theon comes, too, and we get that really sweet scene of, you know, Theon looks great now. Like, he doesn't look, he just, I'm so proud of him. His journey has been, like, up and down, all around. Like, I think I forgave Jamie first before I forgave him. Um, But, like, I'm so proud of him. And the look on Sansa's face when she sees him and he's like, I want to fight for the Starks. I want to fight for Winterfell. You know, like, I just, and she hugs him. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, that's so beautiful. Um, I just have to talk about that. But with them coming in here, we get the news about, you know, what's happened to the Umbers and that the Night, Ar- the Night King's army is here. So this is where they're all around the table. They're talking strategy. Um, and I just love that everyone that's important is in there. Like, even Jamie's in there. You know, and they're all just talking strategy. Like this is this is what dreams are made of. Like this is the type of the type of stuff we wanted to see for so long, um, and it was really great. Everyone's just talking about like, no, I want to be near you because we have to protect you, and no, you're gonna stay over here because here. And something I noticed that people were saying, and I saw this on Reddit, and I saw this on Tumblr too. They kept talking about how safe the crypts are, guys. I don't think the crypts are safe. I think something's gonna go down in the crypts. I'm just saying, and they're putting all the the more helpless people down there. I'm a little bit scared, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the predictions. Um, but we get the strategy a little bit, and this is where Theon also rises up again. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, 
you know, I took this castle from you. Well, now let me protect it by protecting you. And Bran's like, okay, cool. And they got the strategy and everyone's like, you know, go sleep or go rest or whatever. And, you know, whenever they come, you know, we'll fight. And this is where we get everyone. Oh, we get, we get a, we get a, just a lot of the scenes of what everyone's been doing. We already got the Arya and, and Gendry stuff. We get even Sansa with Theon, like, talking and eating together. Um, but then we get the bigger scene where we get Tyrion, Pod, Brienne, Jamie, and Tormund, uh, and Davos, all unlikely people coming together, talking stories, singing songs, um, how many battles they've survived, which I think was maybe a warning sign on who's going to die and who's not. Um, and then we get the best scene I think we've had in so long. Like I say, I praise this show for a lot of things, but we get one of the most beautiful scenes that really made me cry. And I'm pretty sure it made you guys cry too, but... They're talking about how Brienne's not a knight, and Tormund's like, you know, fuck tradition. And I love this because Jamie's like, you look at Jamie's expression, he's like, yeah, fuck tradition. I'm gonna knight you right now, bitch. And like, he does it. He just. <laughs> but the funniest part was, it wasn't like when when Tyrion says Sir Brienne, and then he go, and then somebody else says, you mean Lady Brienne? Oh, yeah. And then Tormund goes, why? Oh, women can't be knights. And then she says, but it doesn't matter. I never wanted to be a knight anyway. And Pa looks at her. Like, you know. that look right there, he's like, you know that that's a lie, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, then Tormund, who's been flirting with her the whole time, just goes, oh, well, if I were the king, I'd knight, I'd knight you ten times. Which was, you know innuendo for more than just knighting and so then so then <laughs> jamie goes jamie's like oh wait oh he wants to knight her wait i can knight her right now like and so to me that was all innuendo and like i think she came when he knighted her i'm sorry i think she puddled that was like a major awesome scene that was beautiful i feel like oh, i want to cry again like honestly <laughs> the, 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 her eyes started watering like it looked like like if she blinked like a little tear was gonna come down her cheek it yes. was so in oh, the way she beautiful. smiled that was like free you are so adorable <laughs> and this was coming right after the fucking they call you king killer they call me giant spain after after the fucking oh my God. yes <laughs> Which I loved all of Tormund's lines. Tormund was just A plus this episode. Oh my god. Uh. I loved like their like the interaction between like Tormund, Jamie and Brienne. It was so good. Like it's just so like the way I loved (laughs) I love when Tormund was telling his story of how he became so strong. (laughs) And you can see Brienne's face of horror she's like literally horrified and jamie just keeps glancing at her like who is this guy oh that was the best it was so good i could not stop laughing during this whole scene you guys and then yeah and then the nighting happened and i like bawled and it was so beautiful so beautiful Um, oh and then padrick singing at the end clapping right wait what was that person Tormund was the first one that started clapping, right? Like, yes, yes. yes. He started and clapping. Like, yeah. bam. Yeah. Oh, it was just so beautiful. Oh, my God. 
No, I don't want to cry. Stop it, everybody. <laughs> no, um, go ahead, Vanetta. I know you're gonna say something. Oh, I was saying, and then, and then Podrick and his singing. Podrick has come a long way too. That's another character that I was just really excited to see more of this episode because I remember when he was Tyrion Squire, and it was, you know, they made him Tyrion Squire kind of as a joke. And then now he is a warrior. And, you know, we found out all these, you know, like oh, through the years, you find out all these like interesting things about Podrick. And then like we get to hear him sing, you know, like he just he just keeps having awesome little surprises. And I like that character. And he's such a great um, person to bounce off of for Brienne. Yeah, Patrick is really interesting, like, surprisingly really interesting. Like, every time he, like, is on screen, there is, like, something new that you learn about him. That's very true. Also, as soon as he started singing, my mind just went to, is this, is this what he did to those women? Cause, like, that is what he did. That is that is the thing that made the women, like, go crazy about him. Yeah, because I would be, like, not surprised at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Um... No, Patrick got me too there. I was like, oh, Lord. But what a perfect, beautiful way to end all of that. And, like, I don't know um, if you guys, like, watch the whole behind-the-scenes, like, um, commentary after the episode. But um, when they're talking about that scene with Brienne, they also mention something that's really beautiful. And I noticed it, too, because I already shipped, you know, Jamie and Brienne. And while I love the playfulness of Tormund, like, you know, just just thirsting after Brienne and I love that and they were all the three of them were sitting close to each other like the love triangle was there um I know it's very one-sided for him you know Brienne is in love with with Jamie like it's there and I think Jamie has something for her too like for sure he admires her he respects her um and uh you know there's that's already established but I definitely think there's a little bit more especially given that they've had more scenes in this episode where um, he goes outside to talk to her, and she she's so used to men um, degrading her or making fun of her or, you know, using her as a joke. So when Jamie's, like, talking to her and he's, like, actually trying to have a conversation with her, she's kind of like, well, what do you want here and what are you doing? He's like, you want me, do you want me to insult you? And she's like, no. And they're like, okay. Like, they're arguing like a married couple, and it is amazing. But that's just Brienne's, like, reflex because all her life men have made fun of her and never taken her seriously but here is jamie respecting her and asking you know like let me fight beside you let me fight under you because i respect your authority i respect you and she is definitely she definitely has feelings for him. so to have him be the one to knight her is also a little like extra special and in the commentary the the writers i think i think it's ben or Dave, one of them does say that you know it means more to her that it's coming from someone that she is in love with so i just oh my gosh my heart I, I, my heart beats so my heart like i uh but this is something where people were saying guys that you know is this branding because she got she finally got knighted does this mean we're losing her i think we might and i'm I... really sad about it I think this is this uh, when they said like did when you when you guys saw like your last scene who was the first person you called they said I called her and I called him oh, I saw so, that. Yeah. 
So I think it might be one of their last scenes. No! <laughs> I'm already going to cry. No. Well, I also think that, um, like, the scene with Jamie and Brienne, especially when when he's watching her training people and then he, he asked if he can serve under her and she was like, why are you, you know, why aren't, why aren't you saying mean things to me? It's because remember their last scene together was when, um, where were they? They were at the, the Erie, no, not the Erie. They were at Catlin's, old place the with the blackfish remember and they uh, were on Riverland? the yeah they're in the riverlands and um and remember he helped her escape or she helped him escape anyway they argued the whole time and he was like you know trying to make her leave and so he was saying like some really not kind things to her to get her to leave and saying like I never want to see you again type deal and so that was also like a throwback to that because she was just like like why aren't you being mean to me like you're remember you were mean to me you were like you were yeah like she was she wanted to make sure he knew that he had not been kind to her and when she saw him again at King's Landing last season it was still pretty you know she was still pretty cold toward him because she was like yeah you know you were not very kind to me and so like in this scene that she I, I think I got the feeling that she just really wanted to make sure he knew like I'm still not cool with the way you you were acting and you know he didn't again he didn't apologize for it but at the same time he's just like I really need to make this up to her and I think the nighting had a lot to do with that too oh man I, I totally agree with you on that. I um I mean my shipper goggles are on, but I just feel like he's he was just staring at her a lot, you know, in this episode and I really feel like he was in awe when number one he she vouched for him when nobody else did. And Sansa's like, you know, you trust him and she's like, Yes, and you would you would fight with him on the battlefield, yes. Like he's just looking at her like shook it. Like I like they he knows that they have a bond but like I think he's really shook that after everything that he's done that she would be there for him mm-hmm. and if you also noticed too which I thought was really cute and I think they, they also panned the shot to Tyrion um, when he him and Tyrion are the first ones there at like the circle where the where the fire is and they're drinking and Bran and Pod come in he stands up and he's like oh, oh my lady and Tyrion's kind of looking at him like what the f- like what like why like what what like what's that reaction you know, mm-hmm. like, he, like I mean, there's little hints in there of something, you know, like, even if that's not going to be, that's not the priority of the show. I understand that. I'm just saying they put these things in there for us to really pay attention to, which is why I'm saying when we're watching these episodes, like, really pay attention. Have the captions on if you want to. Notice how the characters are interacting. Notice the chemistry, the way they look at each other, the glances, because mm-hmm. all of that does matter. It really does. So, and I yeah. just thought that that was adorable. Like, Jamie Lannister kind of, like, being flustered and, oh, my lady, hi. Like, you know, like, it is just, what? Like, I don't know. I just, it was just so, I, I loved it. Does anyone else have anything to say about that little scene before we move on to the last portion? I do also want to say that um, there was another 
little thing that you can see in that scene before anybody else comes in when when Jamie and Tyrion are talking and it's so candid about all the crap they have done over the years and um how Tyrion starts off with well I sure wish I sure wish father could see us now and then he <laughs> then Jamie looks at him like what you killed him remember <laughs> No, I think I think it would be really funny for for father to see us that like it's the end of the world and where are we? We're at Winterfell of all places, you know. <laughs> like, fighting, fighting with the Targaryens. Yeah, <laughs> before the Targaryens. Defending Winterfell. Yeah, those are really funny lines. Yeah, so like I think that that was a really um, that had a lot of history in that scene as well because they talked about. Him and uh, Cersei and Jamie. They talked about how their relationships were and how Jamie has always seen Cersei for who she is, while um, Tyrion has always tried to see Cersei in a different light but couldn't. And so I thought that all of that was really important because Tyrion makes a few jokes that he hopes that if he is killed by the the Night King that he still gets to go to um, go to cast, uh, King's Landing and kill her anyway, which it it goes back to the whole idea that you know one of the brothers is going to kill her, and so I thought that that was pretty interesting. Or there's that theory that <laughs> that everyone's been saying since last season that Arya is going to take the the face of one of the brothers and go kill Cersei herself because that's on her cause she's on her list. She's on our list. I would not put it past her. Now, we don't even know who's left on our list anymore. Does anyone remember? Um, the mountain. And I don't know who else. I mean, Melisandre. Melisandre. Ooh, we still need to see Melisandre. Ooh, we got some more reunions coming, guys. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, anything else, guys, before I get into John and Danny? Nope. All right, then. So... The bigger, the, the last big thing that um, we have in this episode is having to do with Donnie. Uh, well, I'll just say Donnie. What kind of ship name is that? It's Janaris or Janaris. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's just call it Targaryen incest. Um, last episode, we got the reveal at the end of the episode from Sam to John. And like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Well, now here we're getting John telling Danny what's going on. And I really, I really like the way the scene played out because. Throughout the whole episode, John is avoiding her. Like, no, even if they're standing next to each other, across from each other, whatever, like, he's just avoiding her. And I'm like, you cannot keep this, keep this up, man. Like, I know this is, like, a big info dump, but, like, Lord, we don't got time for this. Like, we, you need to tell her what's going on or it's just going to get uglier. And we know that John's really noble, so he just needed some time to process. I, I'm pretty sure he hasn't, he hasn't even processed anything. He just knows what's to be true now, and he had to tell her. Um, and I felt really bad. Like I think the only way I've liked Danny this season is any she's with John. I feel like she's so different when she's around him, and um, I want to see more of that. Danny, I want to see more the more compassion, the more understanding. Um, you know, because she does listen to John, and like you see that again in this episode where she where Sansa says, "Okay, like let Danny." with us and then she asked John well what do you think and he's like okay let him stay so after that she's kind of like okay fine like 
she kind of sides with John, and we even saw that last season too. So John is someone that can get through to her, and we kind of need that now more than ever, I think, especially when it comes to Winterfell and like what's going on with like the big battle and stuff. Um, but we get the scene in the crypts, and I'm like, he has to tell her here. There's no way he's not going to tell her here. And the lighting and the cinematography, like everything's just so beautiful with the two of them down there. And she's, you know, like you, like again, like you're when you're looking at them, the small touches. She's getting his arm, and he's looking at Liana at his mother's statue or tomb, and they talk a little bit about what happened to her. And again, Danny knows the story, the original, the, the the first story that she was raped because her brother took her, she was raped, and, you know, I always thought my brother was a good person, and this is where John drops the bomb. And, uh, you could totally see that Danny is just, she is shooketh, she is, like, in disbelief, and then she's a little, like, angry, you can kind of tell. She's just like, oh, you believe your best friend and your brother? You know, like, where is the proof? Where is it? And, like, there's no time to talk about that because, before they can really talk more, the Night King, the Night King's army approaches, and they have to prepare for battle. And this is like where they leave it. So, whew, guys, wh- whichever of you ladies want to attack this one first, go right ahead. Man, I get the feeling that in this battle, if Danny gets the chance to like, I don't know, let it slip that like John is like gonna die or something like that like it like if john's like help me daddy then danny can like turn away and like not help him she's gonna do it Mm, i don't think so i think that she feels like this bit of information is a manipulative move to get her to relinquish the throne but John doesn't want the throne. Like, he's never wanted the throne. He's never, ever, ever wanted the throne. (laughs) No matter, like, who tries to give it to him. They keep making him king of stuff, and he just keeps going, I don't really want to do this. And so, when she has time to process, she's going to realize that. Because remember, when he... Like, all the times that he's been made king of whatever... Or leader or whatever. He's just like tried to give it away. He just keeps on giving it away. And so if if she has time to process this. Like with her logical mind. I think that will be fine for her. She'll, she'll start to get that. But right now because of the battle. I don't think that that's just something that she can process. And I do believe that if if there's a situation where you know. He needs to be saved by her that she will save him because she loves him. The love part will take over first before the I don't want you to try to take my phone part. Because he still doesn't want it. Yeah, he's heir to it, but he still doesn't want it. And he didn't tell her if he wanted if he really wanted the throne. She'll realize that if he really wanted it, he would have made an announcement to everybody. Or, you know, like challenged it openly. But he just told her because she was in anguish about her brother being such a horrible person. And how could that be? He's, 
I thought he was a good guy. And then she's like, he's like, no, he was a good guy. This is what really happened. He he didn't even tell her to be like, look, I, I want the phone. It's like, look, your brother was a good guy. Just like, you know, my mother was. He was my father. You know, like that was kind of his thought process. So I think when she when she processes this, which will probably be with Jorah or uh, Tyrion, she's going to realize that he's not, that's not what his goal was for telling her. I don't know, like, which, which, uh, like, side I'm on in this, like, conversation. Like, I feel like it could really go either way with Danny, because I feel like they have been walking the, um, like the villain line with Danny this season a little bit. Um, but like, also like, if you think about it, we really haven't seen much of Danny, uh, these two episodes. Um, so I'm really like, I'm really torn. Like, I'm really, I don't know. I feel like I really don't know what to expect from Danny going forward because I really feel like it could go either way. Like, they've given us hints of, like, you know, her sweet understanding side and also of her, like, ruthless uh, and, like, her more, I don't know, I, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I guess, like, her more tar- Targaryen, like, side and um, I just, I feel like she's, she's, to me, she feels like she's gonna be such a wild card. And that, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, I mean, she could just be like, okay, see ya, John. <laughs> like, um, like Priscilla said, or she could, you know, come to understand that, you know, John doesn't really want any of this. And um, I don't know. I'm just like really torn on Danny right now. <laughs> I feel you guys. I um, I've always been a Danny cheerleader, um, but I am one of those fans where you know I can love you, I can stand you so hard, but I will call you out on your shit, and I have to do that with Danny a lot more times than I would like. But and I also get that she's growing up too. Like you can't take that out of the equation. She's not automatically going to be the best queen ever like this stuff comes with time so I'm really glad that they gave her um that they gave her that kind of journey but now she really is a queen she is a conqueror and now she's going to be queen of the seven kingdoms if you know she survives um and I just want to see her succeed in the right way and you know everyone is believing in her because they see her different they see her as totally different from her father you know, and I want to believe that too. I want, I want, I love her ambition, but I also want her to be humble. I want her to be modest and I want her to show compassion where it's needed. And Tyrion has always been that kind of side for her, even Jorah at times. So I'm glad that she's not pushing Tyrion away, even though she almost did. Um, and we, she needs someone like Jon to ground her. But if she gets, you know, if she doesn't get off her high horse, it's going to be bad news. So I hope after this episode, she is not the same. I know that there's going to be tension with her and John specifically, but I don't want it to be with everyone else either. 
Like, if you want us to root for Danny because of her dragons and everything, then give us a reason to. You know, otherwise we aren't going to be on her side here. So, are you listening to me, writers? Are you listening to this podcast? Please. Um, but I mean, that. But they are telling their own version of the story. And if Danny is meant to fall into madness, then that's what she's going to do. But I would like to believe that that's not the case. And I would really like to believe that somebody that I believe in is going to rise above that. But what do I know? I'm too hopeful. I don't know why I'm hopeful in this freaking show after all it's done is tear me down and tear my heart out. But <laughs> uh, anyone else have anything to say about John and Danny in the reveal scene? No? All right. Um, okay, lastly, guys, I'm just going to ask you this question. Um, if you have an answer, go ahead and answer. If you don't, then that's fine. Um, do you guys have any list of people that you think will die in next week's episode or that aren't going to survive? Dude, I think they gave um, uh, Grey Worm his like last, like Oof. his last Ooh. goodbyes. Because yeah. <laughs> you know that they never give a black man like his last, like his his ability to say like I'm gonna I, his, his ability to make plans like after the movie, like it just it never happens, and they did it this time around, and I'm just kind of like, no, why, why'd you do that? Yeah, I think Brienne's gonna go too. And I think Brienne, I think him, I think Theon. Oh, oh, Theon's gonna fucking die. Guys, we didn't, like, talk about all the, like, tenderness between Theon and Sansa. Like, it was, it was, I don't know, I felt like it was hinting something there, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think Brienne's gonna go. (laughs) Okay, so is everyone in agreement with Brienne? I I kind of agree, but I I'm really hoping they don't go that way. Like, oh, like Lord, no, no. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm gonna be a mess about it. I'm gonna cry so much because Brienne. I feel like she's probably my favorite, like, secondary character. Um. But I definitely think with everything that happened in this episode, like, she's going to be the one. Padre? Like, one of one of the ones to go. Oh, but- God, Podrick. I would be sad, but I wouldn't be broken if Pod died. I love him. He's adorable and stuff. But, like, I mean, I would want Brienne to survive over him. Like, sorry, what not about- sorry. What about Derek Dondarian or what the heck? Oh, Derek Dondarian? I don't give a shit about him. <laughs> I think he's gonna die. But he like, has to teach John how to use the the magic sword before he dies. Oh. Okay, so well. he has a purpose. Uh, so I think that he, if he dies, it will be after. It has to be after he teaches John how to light the sword. Oh, oh. that's true. I forgot about that. Oh, okay, so he's kind of safe for then. For now, I thought it was funny that the Hound was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it suck that the Lord of Light?" brought you back 19 times only to let you die now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He was going to toss him over the wall. How did but, uh, who else? Who else? I think that's about it, isn't it? Guys, we're going to like, 
just look. Have a look at that, and we're all gonna be so. So cool. wait, are you guys okay? So wait, what's the list then? Is it Brienne, Grey Worm, Theon, Theon? Um, uh, that Barrett guy, whenever he teaches John something, or no, or is he still kind of like we're gonna like keep him safe for now? I feel like either Arya or Gendry might go. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they're. I think Jorah? both of them are safe. Because remember, we're gonna have. We might have two battles. So unless they're gonna like combine the battles, but I don't know. So I'm just asking about next week in case we get some deaths next next week. But this is also could refer to the end of the series. But okay, Jorah. Someone said Jorah. Okay, um, I can agree with that one. Um. But like I was saying too, also about the crypts, guys. What are the crypts? It's where they bury the dead, and it's a magical place. We go and see undead Ned Stark. I'm telling you, his head's gone. He's yeah, not coming back. it's gonna be a headless Ned Stark. <laughs> they couldn't pay Sean Bean to come back, so they're giving the body. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> have thought about that too that the crypts could be a problem because of the dead that are already there and considering that the Night King can raise the dead from anywhere but I did see this um, I saw this prediction that someone says that they think that the Night King isn't even at Winterfell because you don't hear Viserion screeching in the scene where they showed the image of the Night King, I mean, of the um, Whites. And so what someone thinks might be happening is that the Night King is heading down to King's Landing and he's going to, you know, start down there and, and they're going to meet, the armies are going to meet in the middle which, if you think think about how horrible that would be if he heads down that way and gets the whole Golden Com- Company. Because, remember, Cersei doesn't believe that this is really a threat, so she's not even preparing for it. And she's got all that wildfire that she's wastefully used in the, you know, the High Septon, you know, two seasons ago. And the rest of the wildfire, I don't even know if she's even, if she has it ready to use or anything. But, like, wildfire would be really, really helpful right now. That would be, like, as horrible as that would be for, like, the characters. I feel like, as a viewer, I would obviously be like, oh my god, no. But also, like, oh my gosh, this is incredible if I'm like I feel like that would be a really like effective thing to do <laughs> like if I if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um, and I have heard about that too so I'm kind of I'm actually kind of no I'm kind of hoping I have to say I'm kind of hoping that's what's gonna happen because I feel like it makes a lot of sense and it's just gonna like bring everything together 
really nicely. But then, like, I don't know what they would do then, like, the other three episodes. <laughs> well, no, what I from what I heard, the, uh, the battle is two episodes long. Wow. And so then the rest of the episodes would be, like, wrapping up, you know, and rectifying who who didn't make it. And so that would make sense if it, if their battle is on two fronts, mm-hmm. that there would be, you know, this extended amount of battle time. But it's all conjecture. We don't know. Boy, we will soon. I, can't I don't know why they did. It's just too much. I'm really, guys, I'm not going to lie. Like, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I loved what was going on. But I am nervous as fuck for this coming this week's coming episode. Like, we all know we knew we're gonna lose people, but I've I didn't realize how scared I am about that until right now. And like, I still have a couple days to come to terms with it, but I'm not going to. Like, I I, I already know that the moment that episode starts, like, I'm just I'm gonna be nervous. This isn't like when we were watching Battle of the Bastards, you know, like where. Yes, John was losing, and yes, like, you were, like, a little bit, like, freaking out of what's going to happen, but at some point you knew that Sansa was going to come to the rescue. Like, there's always been some kind of saving grace for our favorite characters. Like, even though Tormund was getting beat up, you know, he rose above, Davos was fine too, but here you just know you're going to lose somebody, and nobody's going to come. If they're going to come back, they're going to come back as the army. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. If we lose some people in here, they're going to become the army. If we lose Brienne... Oh my god, what if John, John, Jamie has to fight Brienne, undead Brienne? Oh my gosh. Oh my god, why am I doing this to myself? I need to stop talking. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) No, oh god, no, no. Oh, I just, I just, oh, I I hurt myself tonight. Um, Oh my god. Oh god, no. Um, Okay, so we agree, though, that we are losing some people next week. Um, I think Torment is going to... I think we're going to lose Tormund. He was I, just too charming. We might lose... I Oh, some people were thinking that we're going to lose Sam. Um, because he gave his sword to Jorah or something like that. was some kind of meaning. And then some people think we might lose Ed, too, because he's kind of a secondary character. Um, although I love Ed. I think he's so cute. And at one point, I kind of liked the idea of him and Sansa getting together. They look so cute. I, I don't know. I just... I want Sansa to have somebody beautiful, although he, she doesn't need anybody because she's a strong woman. Don't need no man. But God, I want her to be romance. But, um, uh, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens next week, guys. Is there anything else you want to say or mention before we move into MVP? Nope. Alright, guys. This is our last happy episode, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, oh, sorry, wait. Anybody have any views on the hound do you think he's gonna die or not i don't think he's he gonna can't die. die there's clegane bowl yeah yeah we have to go clegane oh okay okay got it all right all right okay got it all right then with that said let's move on to mvp guys the character impressed you the most and why the rules are simple um state which character impressed you throughout the episode and you tell us why if someone else has already mentioned the character you were going to choose you must select a different one okay Vanetta, you may go first who is your mvp Hmm. I've got to say, this week my MVP is—it's got to be Tormund. 
He was so hilarious in every scene. He just took every scene. It's part of the reason why I think that we may not have him very much longer. But, I mean, I I loved him. I, I just loved how he pushed. He pushes every character in every scene that he's in. And that's why he's my MVP. Alrighty then. Aura, you may go next. Who is your MVP? My MVP, without a doubt, is Brienne. Oh. She... I'm sorry. No, you both took my two MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you took Arya last, uh, last week, so... <laughs> There's that. Um, no, but I just love... Brienne is, without a doubt, she's like just one of my favorite characters. She... Since the moment we meet her, I fell in love with her because, I don't know, I just love her personality and her loyalty. And the fact that she got this really, like, important thing that, like, she really wanted. Because let's be real, she might say she didn't want it, but, like, obviously she wanted it um, from someone she, at the very least, admires and at the very most loves um aka jamie i just feel like this was definitely the best like her nighting was the best moment in the episode and it's like my heart could not handle it (laughs) um and i'm really nervous for her because of all of this because of all the like screen time that she got this episode and all the things that she got to do I'm very, very nervous for her, and because of that, she's my MVP. Oh my! I wanted like I she's on my list too because because I've been talking about how she might this might like be her last episode alive or like not alive but like you know happy with her crying and being happy. Like I really hope this isn't the end for her. So I could totally say because I'm the moderator that she's just an overall MVP for all of us. For Brienne, I'm just preparing for the worst. Um, but okay, Priscilla, you're next. Who's your MVP? Who's my MVP? Yeah. Okay, my MVP would have to be Jamie. Surprise, surprise. I usually hate this guy, but, like, this guy did an amazing job, both defending himself in a way that made me feel like he's an honorable man, both going and defending, going and for asking for forgiveness for, like, the first, like, awful act that he did, like, in this entire series that, like, just made you, like, want to, like, hate him to, like, the, the, to, to the Stark, which just, like, I don't know, changed your entire perspective of him this episode. And to... I don't know, the, the interactions we got to see with him, with Brienne, with his brother, like, it, it, it was it was a beautiful episode. I, I don't, I don't know, like, even scenes with him in Tormund, like, it just, it, it was it, all around, like, he, he, he's shown an incredible growth as a character, and I'd be sad to see him go, but I'm totally, I, I don't think we're going to see him go. Oof. Okay. Okay then. 
I, uh, for my MVP, I'm going to give it to... Arya! I, um... I really wanted to choose Sansa again, by the way, guys. I just, I really did, because, God, that scene with Daenerys. And also, uh, with Jamie and, like, believing in Brienne and stuff, like, that was just so good. But I gotta give it to Arya. I was so... I was just... Oh, I was so shook with the things that she did in this episode. Like, we got her moment with the Hound. I didn't really talk about that, even though it was very subtle. Um... But I like how she was kind of shook at his answer, which is like, when have you ever fought for anyone else or whatever? And he was like, I fought for you. And she was like, gas, shook it. Um, I just love that. And then she called them depressed little shits and walked away. And then right after that, she went to go and have some sexy times with Gendry. Like, I want this life. I want to be able to tell people off, walk away, and then go have sexy times with a hot blacksmith. Like, Arya's living the dream right now, guys. I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> And she's a dom too. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm all over this. Like I love Arya right now. Like, but in this episode, I really loved her. Um, so I, I've always had this thing where I'm more Sansa than Arya. Like I love them both, but I am more of a Sansa stan. But in this episode, Arya is my number one. So she is my MVP. But all right, guys. Lastly, it's just to rate the episode, how would you rate this episode on a scale of one to ten silver stags? The point system is allowed, and if you deem the episode more than a ten, you may grant it a gold dragon coin. We're going to go in reverse here. I hope I remember the order. Probably not. I'm really bad at that. But okay. I am going to give this episode a 10 out of 10. I This is why I was saving from the first episode to this now. Because this is this felt more beautiful. This felt more comforting. But also at the same time making me nervous. And I really like that... You know, we only have six episodes, and they're really moving the plot, especially with the whole John reveal and the Daenerys stuff. But we got a lot of things we wanted in this episode. More more time with the characters that, you know, reunited last week. And then Jamie coming in here, making everyone shooketh. Like, kind of also fawning. Well, not fawning, but kind of, you know, always looking at Brienne. Brienne and him arguing, knighting her. Um, Torment's story about the giant and the milk and I don't know what the hell's going on and Arya and the sexy scene and everyone just talked like it was just so beautiful and I, I really want to give this a 10 because I feel like we're not going to get something happy like this again and it's well deserved in my opinion so a 10 out of 10 from me Priscilla how would you rate this episode I'm giving it the same. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 for much the same reasons. I feel like this is, like, the pause, like, the quiet before the storm. Like, the eye, like, you're you're right in the thick of it. Like, right before you're about to get hit the battle. It's, it's, you're, you're, you're seeing the last connections, the last of your happiness before everything hits the fan and it's just it they're beautiful moments that you just have to sit and appreciate while you can with these beautiful characters and i appreciated the hell out of them and the 10 out of 10 for me a 10 out of 10 all right two 10 out of 10 um aura you're next how, how would you rate this episode? Um, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 as well. I loved this episode. And it's funny because it did, like, it did take a while for me to love this episode as much as I do. Because I just wanted to, like, start with the action. Um, but 
yeah, like this may be, you know, our last moments with these characters and seeing these interactions and these like reunions and these like I don't know, quote unquote, fan service uh, moments that happened. Uh, it was just such a beautiful episode, and it I completely agree with what Priscilla said. It felt like the calm before the storm and I I'm really nervous for um, all our characters but I'm also really happy that we got to have this moment with them oh. everyone's like like um, ending right right now with the with your ratings is making me get all the feels again like I I'm so glad I have this podcast with you girls to just talk about this because oh god I can't even that says, Veneta, your last. How would you rate this episode? So, I also want to give it a 10 out of 10. It is, it is been amazing. I went through every emotion known to my face and body through this particular episode from the, oh my god, I can't believe that, to the weepy crying to the laughing out loud um again I was in a hotel room so I did not hold back and I was very loud and I just know that um, my neighbors were probably like what is she doing in there but I I really enjoyed all the parts because as it has already been mentioned you know this might be one of our last happy episodes at least for a while and we go into battle scenes next episode. I think it's actually going to be the next two episodes. Kind of like the Battle of the Bastards was two episodes. And so I I really enjoyed the joy of it. I mean, there were so many joyous moments. And joy is super important in having, like, in, in engaging me so that I can endure the tragedy that is definite to happen in the next couple of episodes. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Wow, that's 4 10 out of 10. That's when you know the episode was damn good. All right, then. Now our watch has ended. Join us next time for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Co-host, what do we say to the god of death? Not Not today. today. Maybe next Sunday. (laughs) 
You did not have to go there. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of The Throne Room every Thursday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chula Radio Archives. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night.